all the dualistic talk in political campaigns these days, there's, there's one binary that has been gaining traction over the course of the last decade. It's that of political insider versus political outsider. And in a time when the focus of government activity seems to be more and more out of touch with the actual needs of everyday people, being labeled as a political insider is a detriment to a candidate's likability and relatability. No longer does the insider have the edge with all of their connections or their ability to know how to get stuff done. But it's now the outsider who has the advantage since they aren't a part of the political machine and can really shake things up. Political outsiders, they are a gamble because they are unknown, untested, unproven. But in that same way, outsiders can be excited because they don't have a political legacy to be scrutinized against. And they're seemingly free from a commitment to the insider status quo. But like any binary, the insider-outsider dichotomy is problematic in the way that it oversimplifies the complex nature of political relationships. And just because somebody hasn't held office doesn't mean that they aren't steeped and intertwined in the political machine. And actually, in contrast to that, many of our billionaire outsider candidates have been amassed their wealth because of their political connections. So if that line between insider and outsider is blurry and messy, how is it that we can know who truly is an outsider? What would they look like? How can we know? Well, I think we can look to our gospel today for a story of outsiders, real outsiders, from the furthest margins of society, bringing their child, Jesus, to the temple to be circumcised and presented, and to offer a sacrifice of two turtle doves, the sacrifice designated for the poor. Then we have Simeon and Anna, outsiders completely to Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. Yet despite meeting Jesus for the first time, and despite Jesus having done nothing to this point in his life to merit any praise, their words, their words testify to the saving work that Jesus is destined to accomplish. These impoverished outsiders showing up <clears throat> to the temple and hearing this amazing prophecy from strangers. As New Testament professor Shively Smith says, a wonderful invitation for our churches to consider the diversity of messages, voices, and locations among us as we celebrate the birth of Jesus as the Christ. The story of Jesus' birth and the early life in Luke makes room for a variety of bodies and proximities to the gospel message. It makes room for women and men. It makes room for youth and elder. It makes room for the poor, disappointed and unsuspecting. The good news of Jesus' birth is that insiders and outsiders of our immediate communities can carry the good news of God's salvation, liberation, and acceptance, not just to others in the world, but to us as well.
Maybe you came here this morning feeling like an outsider, not quite fitting in at work, at school, at church, or even with friends and family who we are likely to spend time with during this time of year. If you find yourself feeling that way as an outsider, you are in good company. For our Savior, Jesus, is the ultimate model outsider, who being born into the lowest class in society and being rejected to the point of death, shattered all divisions between rich and poor, worthy and unworthy, outsider or insider. And through that shattering has made us all one family, heirs of God, no longer slaves to divisions or law, but children, and children of God nonetheless. Radical inclusion in the family of God transforms us. It transforms the world, uniting us with one another and with the earth, joining in the chorus of praise that all creation contributes to. As our psalmist attests this morning, even the sea monsters, even the snow and frost and stormy wind that we know all too well right now, they all fulfill God's command to praise. And not just as an act of thankfulness, but as a liturgical action that, that theologian Jim Nestigen says, trues us, aligning our rebellious personal will to the will of God. Tonight we will embark on a new year. And many people will be setting out to a new version of themselves in this new year. The new year, new me kind of principle. And I love that. There's something so baptismal about new year, new me. Our old selves dying and our new selves being born or resurrected. But maybe we could consider another alternative way of entering into this new year. Maybe we could enter this new year realigned, true to the person that we have been all along, as a child of God, as children of God, siblings with one another and all creation, in the family of God. All in the family, and not the 70s sitcom, but the concept and the truth that we are all one, and God has accomplished this through Christ. For the sake of the whole world, the light of Christ entered our world as an impoverished outsider in the vulnerable flesh of the infant. That same infant fulfilled the prophecy of Simeon, who declared Jesus to be a light for revelations to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And so we follow the example of Anna, who praised God and spoke about Jesus to all who were seeking redemption. So are you in or are you out? Today we are reminded that Christ, as an outsider, has abolished any concept of an outsider. Because with arms outstretched on the cross, embraced all of creation, bringing us all into one. This is the true unity that no politician could call for or create because God has already made us one. Siblings in God's family and heirs to God's heavenly inheritance. Amen.